0: Thanks for joining the Heights Church podcast today. We hope that you enjoy the message. If you're in the Sydney area,
1: be sure to join us at the Heights Church at Golston Road, Wandsby Heights, Sydney, Australia. they on us. I'm hey. um, just going to read uh, two verses tonight. in need to and speak. So um, they should appear to find me, but if you're following, you'll the Bible. The first one is Exodus 3, uh, 10 to 14. And then close by, Exodus 4 8 to 13. So, Exodus 3 10 to 14 um, is first. Awesome. So, now go. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that um, it, is I, but it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship the God upon this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God says to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Stated. Um, now jumping over to Exodus 4. For the spate. Then the Lord said, if they do not believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the said. But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the box will become blood on the ground. Moses said to the Lord, "Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither, uh, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tardy." The Lord said to him, "He gave human beings their mouths." Who makes them dead or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I? The Lord, now go. I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. But Moses said, pardon your servant Lord. Please send someone else. I'd like you to imagine for a moment
0: the rest of your life from this day until your last day. I'd like you to imagine what that might look like. I'd like you to imagine what that would look like uh, if you lived in every single possible way that God has called you to live. You're obedient into every way. You went and did all the things that he called you to do. You resist with the things he calls you not to do. You lived fully into the potential that he made. I, uh, I ask you to just imagine for a moment what that might look like. As you do that, we need to consider as well the story of Moses that we've just had. A little snippet from the story of Moses, it's fair to say, is a significant story in the Bible, if not the most significant story in the Old Testament. Moses was the guy. Uh, the Jews looked to Moses as sort of the ultimate example, especially and particularly before the Messiah came. Moses was as close as they came. Moses would troll us that one day they'd be a prophet. that would one day come. that would be like him. That's how important Moses was. And it's a really significant story, particularly start when Moses is called to do this just humongous class. Just go rescue a whole race of people out of a country. Just go and do that. The thing we often gloss over in this story is how much of a coward Moses actually is in this story. He's a total chicken. He's full of excuses. See, unlike Jesus, who in the latest story was called to a different task, in Jesus' responded by saying, Father, you not mine will be done, but your will be done. Most didn't respond like that. Moses responded by saying to God, can't someone else do it? That's part of this short message. Can't someone else do it? I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you tonight about a life that you could live in. I want to challenge you tonight to resist the mentality Of thinking that that life that's in front of you is for someone else. Resist the temptation to think about all those hard things, to think about all those good things, and resist the temptation to say about them can't someone else do it? That's exactly what Moses does. We have here a really good example, a really uh, good example of a bad example. And Moses leans heavily into the fact that he's got plenty of excuses. First and foremost, he wasn't an eloquent speaker. You see, Moses had to go and tell two groups of people some very important news. He had to go and tell the Israelites, hey, I'll tell them to be the one that's going like, to rescue you guys. It's me I'm going to do it for you guys. And he had to convince them of this. And then he had to go to the Egyptians, to Pharaoh, and say, hey, uh, I am taking all of these people that you have the slaves in your country. I'm taking them out. And he's thinking, amongst other things, that's a lot of speaking. And he says, I can't speak. I'm not a very good speaker, I'm not good with my words, I'm slow with my words, I choose the wrong words, and you might be sitting there thinking, yeah, I can relate to Moses the amount of times that when under pressure, the words just don't come out right. I didn't explain that accurately, that's not what I meant to say, it's not how I would have liked to have said. And Moses is thinking about his own one, his life is full of those examples, they're spoken with a shred of eloquence once and now God calling fooling him to do perhaps the most persuasive thing in human history yet. And so this excuse is sort of like the cornerstone of his resistance to God's call. What's awesome is that in the story, God doesn't come to Moses and say, Moses, you're just being a little bit armed with yourself. He'll fly. You speak well. Just, just try your best. dig a bit deeper and you'll be flying. He doesn't say that. So God knew that Moses sort of sucked at a lot of things. He knew that. He knew that Moses had deficiencies. He knew that Moses had inadequacies. He knew that Moses had a history and a past that wasn't great. He knew that Moses, by the way, that man would choose a candidate, he knew that Moses was not the best candidate, but he fooled him anyway. And he challenged this man, Moses, to follow his call, to be obedient his call, not based on his own ability, but to do so by trusting in God's power. You see, the fact that Moses believed that he was the most eloquent person in the world was really to God beside the point. You see, the God, and we had Cody read it for us, the whole point of all those verses about, we aren't like God that creates mouths. If I, if I can create the mouths, don't you think like if I'm on inside, you'll be okay with speaking? it didn't matter about his deficiencies what about it was the one who was following him and the one that was sending him and he said moses trust me and cast white thou. in the mornings we've been doing a series on god's characteristics learning out all these awesome things about him and one of the things about god is that god is all healthy that he is almighty that he has all the strength he is the strongest he is the biggest he is the most powerful it's an important truth about god it's an important truth that comes out near the spirit most and I want to challenge you tonight that it's an important truth that I believe in your life can also uh, be expressed to come out as well. God is all-powerful and God is able. It says in Ephesians chapter 3, that now thought is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. How often do we underrate God? How often do we underestimate God? How often do we think about the things that we could be doing and should be doing, and we don't even think about God? We do what Moses did, and we go, well... That can't be me, I'm not very good at things. But God explains to Moses that it isn't about the inability of the one being called, but rather it is about the absolute almighty ability of the one who is doing the calling. And let me tell you, the same God that called Moses to that of the task also calls you to good works and tasks in your life that no matter where you are on your journey, that even tonight God asks you to imagine forward about the rest of your life and he calls you to a certain life. He calls you to do certain things in a certain way and he calls you to do so in a way that you can't even imagine or possibly comprehend in this moment. He calls you to live an abundant life. He calls you to faithfully trust it. He calls you to reach the lost. He calls you to make heart decisions to be uncomfortable for him he calls you out of your comfort zone and he calls you to live out your god-given potential and just as for moses all of this all of it everything that god would require of you everything that god would press upon you everything that god would reach out to you even tonight and challenge you about all of that rest, not on how good you are not how good you are at speaking. Not how good you are at being around people. Not how good you are at adding the energy to your things. Not how good you are at organising the vibes. Not how good you are at being on long time. Not how good you are at making people laugh. Not how persuasive you are. Not how good you are at making money. Not how good you are at anything. You, honestly, you know, okay, you know, I don't really think I'm going to be called to too much because like, Surely, Paul, the talented people to like listen to things that people like me, he wouldn't call me to much much my to say, no, look at Moses and consider very much the opposite. Everything that God calls you to rests on the fact that he is powerful and that he can work through our lives, even now, if we would make ourselves available. Moses' problem wasn't the lack of ability that he was focusing on, it was a lack of willingness. And it's so often the same for us. What's interesting in this story is after the bit that Cody read for us, we're told that God gets angry at Moses. See, he's been so patient. I've been coming up with excuses and different questions. How's this going to work? I don't think so. I don't know. What about... And eventually it says the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. You see, God wasn't angry when Moses asked, Who am I? He wasn't angry when he asked, You know, he, who shall tell them that he sent me? He wasn't angry when he even disbelieved God's word. Uh, he, he wasn't angry when he was first bringing up his accuser, but he did become angry when it was becoming abundantly clear that Moses' problem was that he was unwilling. There are a hundred reasons for Moses to come up with for why he didn't want to do what God was calling him to do. And the basic truth was that Moses just didn't want to. He wanted someone else to do it. So many of us have that same response. You know, I of you guys that are in school, you think about uh, all the things that you perhaps could be doing and talking to those kids that don't have anyone uh, speaking to them, resisting certain patterns of behaviour, living your life in a different way, standing out of a way that's going to make you feel uncomfortable and you just think, ooh. Mm. Isn't there someone else like more Christian, like more religious that could do that? I am proud challenge challenging another. He's putting that challenge and all those challenges upon you. So for everybody else, you think about all those things in your life that you often come to you like, I really wish that I did that. I know that I should be doing that. We think, oh, but I don't have the time to do that. I don't have the capacity. That's just somebody else that I challenge you tonight to think if they are on your mind, that's perhaps because God is saying that's in your path. And we think, no, that's a big responsibility. They can't send me. Think about my faults, God. Think about my thoughts. Think about my insecurities. Anyone for Lord? Pilate and serve the Lord, Moses said. Please send someone else. The Bible tells us that we, every single one of us, that God's handy were created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which, prepared, which were prepared by God in advance for us. To do so, I consider your life ahead of you to be like a path. The Bible tells us that there is a path that is unique to us, He places it before us, and on that path, He places good works for us to do that aren't for somebody else. If we don't do them, they won't be done. They're good works for us to do. We have been created by God, designed by God, unique in our own ways, and the reason that God wants you to do those things is because they are yours and so i wonder tonight what is recalling or callings upon your life what are the hard things that god's calling you to do what are the ways that god might be calling you to live out in your potential to contribute to his kingdom what are the gifts and the talents that you do have that you could press into that you could stretch yourself into um, strengthening and being something that you could be uh, bringing to God's work in your own unique way, or the ways that you could be faithfully serving and being a force of help and good into our world. I wonder if you are those people that you come across that you know, don't know Jesus, who you could be praying for, who you could be to the best way possible, talking about Jesus, representing Jesus, representing his message. And we think, that can't be for me. We resist. But like Moses, the challenge there for all of us tonight is not to follow everyone, our own inability, but to instead place our absolute trust in God. You see, it's not about the fact that it's going to be hard. It's about the fact that if God's calling us to do it, we're going to be okay. Galatians chapter 2 says this, that I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You see, Moses, the cowardice of Moses leaves us, but so does the opportunity even tonight to come to Jesus and put our trust in him. To say, Jesus, doesn't make sense, but I want to follow after you. I want to believe all the things that you've done for me. If we accept Jesus tonight, if we place our trust in Him, when we do so, it's when we start to live out all of those good works that we have been created to do it. Let me really encourage you that you have been uniquely created by God. The part of your journey that where you're on now could be just the beginning. The things that you've been resisting can still be done. The things that you leave are done are still there to be done. And the things that you've been doing that you know you shouldn't can still be resisted. I encourage you tonight, wherever you are on your journey to Jesus, whether you know Him or whether you don't know anything about Him, that you would know that his invitation there is to accept what he's done for you, accept what he wants to do in your life. And that when we do so, it's Christ who starts to live in us. Let's pray again. God, uh, I pray that right now that you would be placing uh, those different things in our lives that we know you call us to. I pray you stir the pot on this one, not just tonight, that we wouldn't go home and just forget about those things, but over the next couple of days, over the next few weeks, that you would really stir the pot on this, Lord, in our lives, and our hearts, that he would be really challenging us about a life that we might live. And we thank you, God, that we put our trust in Jesus, that it is he who lives in us, and it's he who works in us. And we thank you for Jesus. We pray in his mighty and precious man.
1: Oh, Amen.